0: came here to say that, you don't really want it with us, yeah. we love you know. We came here to say that, you don't really want it with us, yeah. Yeah. the sports show. Yeah. 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 Happy holidays, everybody. Welcome back to episode 45 of the year's sports show. I'm your host, Big Baby, a.k.a. The soul of R&B.
1: <laughs> so
0: I'm not down. I'm
1: not Kids
0: down. It was like like a stampede. To my right, we have the queen, Queen Tay.
2: Happy holidays, everyone.
0: Hey. To the bottom right, we have the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado.
3: What's up, everybody? Good to see y'all all again.
0: And the person who graciously let me surprise him and almost make me pee himself in his own house. <laughs> BK <laughs> Matt, graciously. BK. I Matt. wish I would have had a.
1: I needed a heads up. It's not fair that y'all would even want to do that to me to try to make me pee myself. That's that's just that's just horrible. I got kids. You no, know, I'm. Well, I'm we didn't know you were
0: gonna. Me. We we didn't know you had to pee.
2: Right. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Not problem.
0: right, <laughs>
1: okay.
2: That's how we starting this episode? Y'all, I was not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man, oh man, how was everybody's Christmas? Tay, how was your Christmas?
2: My Christmas is good. Um, you know, when you're a parent, your Christmas is not about you, it's about your, your kids. So he was really happy, um, which, which is what matters. I have my, a couple of members of my family over, which is really nice, and um. We just went mm-hmm. out and watched Avengers Endgame. Yeah, Endgame again for like the third time. It makes me cry.
1: I don't know why. My so, good too. So. Like, especially when when when, when What's-Her-Name jumped off the clip to try to save her. I'm like, wow. You was my favorite mm-hmm. character.
2: You know, I had no idea that the, the woman who plays the Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. was the younger sister of the Olsen twins. Yeah, no idea. Uh, I didn't that know that blew, until you that just blew, told me.
3: Yeah, that blew my uh, mind too. I think it was about two two or so years ago, uh, Queen. Um, it just randomly popped in my head. I was like, Olsen, is she somehow related to the twins? And I just looked it up and it was the same thing. It blew my mind.
2: Well, you know, I didn't watch Infinity, any of the Infinity Wars or the Avengers um, mm-hmm. until COVID. Me too.
4: <laughs> so busy, I didn't even man.
2: care. Until now, I'm just like, wow! But she looks nothing like them. Oh yeah, because they look like they're 95 years old.
1: So you did? You took the challenge too? Like I literally watched all the all the freaking Marvel movies when COVID first hit. Yeah,
2: because it was nothing on.
1: (laughs) It was nothing on. Jeez, from like Captain America Mm -hmm. and Iron Man all the way to Endgame.
2: Well, I watched the Iron Man one live like when they were in the movie theaters but like the other ones like the Thors mm-hmm. and uh, Avengers I watched the first Avengers years ago when it's in the movies but I didn't watch the other ones in, until um COVID
1: Word I even had to hit up I think Wilkins sent me like the link that had it all in order like time in time order so I could try to like piece certain things because I never really was in the superhero movies like that I think the only one I ever really took a chance on was Spider Man, you know, with, with Tobey Maguire, and so I
3: ended The Sony, the Sony stuff, yeah,
1: yeah. So yikes, yikes. I ain't really getting the Fantastic Four.
2: Did not. Like Fantastic Four, and then <laughs> I used to like. I, I love the X Men movies.
1: Mm. I, I loved it when Holly Berry was there.
3: See, I've watched, I've watched all, I've obviously, I've watched all the Marvel movies uh, under the Marvel banner, um, and mm-hmm. and primarily a lot of them when they came out, I would be at the theaters on premiere night, um, and then especially after they started picking up steam, um, and then with the older movies, I've watched them all mostly because I'm a big superhero guy, but I was not a fan of the way that Fox handled the X Men either the first time or the second time, I was not a fan of toby as spider-man i loved the villains in those spider-man movies the story writing and the villains in those movies are incredible which is why they're bringing a lot of them back for this new uh spider-man that's coming out um you know we're just waiting on hopefully william defoe being brought back as the green goblin or some version of osborne because william defoe was probably the best thing about uh that first spider-man movie um that came out but yeah, how do, I watched
1: really grade these, how do y'all grade these these movies? Like, oh, I hate it, them. Spider Man. It's
3: weird because okay, you get you get. I've I've learned to look at it objectively because me and you were talking before we went live, right? Like about Ooh. Wonder Woman eighty four, right? Yeah. Um, and like the way that I grade it, like I try to grade it objectively as a movie in and of itself, like as a self encapsulated picture. How good mm-hmm. is it? And then I also try to look at it based on like, okay, what stories is it based on in the comics and how well did it adapt that? How well did it adapt those characters? And then how well does it fit into like the overall scheme of what the universe is, the universe is trying to build. Um, So that's why, for example, I don't like Toby as Spider-Man, but I like those Spider-Man movies. I just don't like Toby as Spider-Man. I hated I hated the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, but I loved Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I loved Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man just because of how he played Spider-Man and stuff like that. But that's kind of how I look at it. You get a bunch of people who look at it in a bunch of weird different ways.
0: Got you. Pete, how was your holidays?
3: Um, so I, unlike you, am actually on location. In North Carolina, uh, <laughs> uh, I actually did not know. Uh, you, I was actually going to text you and be like, "Yo, let's link up in North Carolina." And then uh, I saw the video. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, so, we lied to everybody.
3: Yeah, Matt, you didn't. We didn't even know. I mean, I didn't even know. I don't know. I was going t- to with him the what the night
1: before. I'm like, "Yo, what the time th- is your flight?" Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Yeah, it was like, yeah." It was like it was like six a.m., bro. So you know.
3: Yeah, so but otherwise it's it's been good. Um as as you know, I had two wisdom teeth pulled on Tuesday. And as you can see, I'm relatively speaking normal and I definitely had me a plate of Christmas food last night. So uh teeth be darned, I'm gonna I'm gonna celebrate my Christmas. Not all of them or just two? No, just I had only had two left. So I only got Mm. those two taken out. Oh, in a couple what, two weeks? I gotta get all
1: four of them out.
0: Oof. Oof. So yeah. BK, how was your Christmas, even though you know I was I was here for it. <laughs> well,
1: uh for the most part cooking. <laughs> so like, well, I mean you saw it for the it's most part lot. cooking.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh it was it was it was better than I expected. You know, I had one moment, you know, where that sad that sadness over overcame everything, but for the most part it was it was it was pretty copacetic. It was cool, it was it was love.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, mine was cool too. Like, um, this is the second. Um, no, this is one of no, this is my first Christmas out of town in a long time. So even though you know Pennsylvania is a hop, skip, and a jump away, it's still good to be you know outside of New York with everything going on, spending it with family and everything like that, spending it with Amanda being here. So it was good. It was dope. It was dope. So kids it's not wasting them alone. You the two. kids left me the kids left me alone but they, they oh, won't leave amanda gone. alone. Yeah. they're climbing all over Amanda they're probably climbing all over Amanda right now downstairs <laughs> <laughs> but it's not wasting time world famous quick hits let's get it
3: all right ladies and gentlemen these are your holiday quick hits for the week of Christmas let's start in the NFL where Alvin Kamara ran rough shot, made the Vikings' offensive, uh, defensive line and defense look like a Pee Wee football team on Christmas Day as he scores six touchdowns, six rushing touchdowns as the Saints route the Vikings 52 to 33. Kamara ties the NFL record. Uh, For rushing touchdowns in a game, which was held by Ernie Nevers, set in 1929 with the Chicago Cardinals, and only four players have ever scored six touchdowns of any type in a single game, Uh, Kamara Nevers, Dub Jones in 1951, and Gale Sayers in 1965. With that win, the New Orleans Saints clinched the NFC South once again. In Major League Baseball, the Nationals acquired first baseman Josh Bell for the Pirates for two pitchers. Josh Bell had a torrid first half of 2019 becoming an all-star, cooled off in the second half of 2019, and regressed a bit in 2020. But the Nationals looking to add some offensive firepower to their lineup, hoping to reacqu- uh, get back the all-star form that Josh Bell had in 2019. In the NCAA, <clears throat> the Heisman finalists have been announced. Ladies and gentlemen, the four finalists for the uh, 2020 Heisman Award have been announced. Uh, they are Alabama wide receiver Devonta Smith, Alabama quarterback Mac Jones, Florida quarterback Kyle Trask, and of course, Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Uh, wide, res- uh, Devonta Smith from Alabama is trying to become the first non quarterback since 2015 to win the Heisman. The last non quarterback to win the Heisman was Derek Henry. And if he wins, he would be the first wide receiver since Desmond Howard in 1991 to win the Heisman Award. We've seen the Heisman mostly go to quarterbacks and running backs in recent years, mostly quarterbacks. And a lot of people are probably looking at the big name of Trevor Lawrence, though he is not the runaway favorite this year due to having missed a couple of games due to injury. The Duke Mm -hmm. women's collegiate basketball team have decided to end their season at 3-1 and due to concerns about COVID. They have decided to call an end to their season, have become the first women's basketball team to step away from the season uh, after it had already started. So the Duke women ending their season and the, and the Duke, uh, Duke University uh, showing support and saying that they support and stand with the women who made the call. And it was the players who made that decision to step away. Uh, Some sad news out of the NCAA Mm -hmm. this week, unfortunately. Utah freshman running back and Pac-12 Offensive Freshman of the Year, Ty Jordan, was found dead last night uh, um, after police responded to a call about a single shot fired um, and uh, Utah sending their condolences. Uh, Police have not uh, identified the victim, but uh, due to many of the – Tweets and things sent out by Utah. We are assuming that it is Ty Jordan, uh, their freshman running back and Pac-12 Offensive Freshman of the Year.
0: That's crazy. He was just playing on, on the 28th. <clears throat> yes, he was. 19 years old. Uh, yeah. He have, yeah. Crazy, and oh.
3: on to the NBA. The Rockets will play their next game with only one player. <laughs> <laughs> With only one player. With only one player over the limit for the um, amount of players needed to play <sighs> in a game. But four Rockets must quarantine until Wednesday of next week. Demarcus Cousins, so John question, Wayne, we really not Talk about this. Eric Gordon and Mason <laughs> Jones. All must quarantine until Wednesday. Ladies and gentlemen, this was all due to a haircut. A haircut that was right. had in the hotel room by Kenyan, uh, hosted by Kenya Martin Jr., who had tested positive mm-hmm. uh, for COVID nineteen, and all of these players, including James Harden, were in close proximity uh, to positive COVID uh, players, and all due to tracing and COVID nineteen protocols had to quarantine. <laughs> Harden is eligible to play uh, after having passed four straight COVID tests.
1: <laughs> Great Did job. You name, name the two name- Name two of the Rockets that are, that, that, that are, yeah, name the two Rockets. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, what do you mean the two Rockets? The two Rockets that are not eligible to play because they have contracted COVID.
3: Oh, I I, 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 what is Kenny Martin Jr.? I no. forget who the other one is.
0: No, they weren't, con- the, the, the two you're talking about weren't allowed to play the last game. They're good to play for this game. He's talking about oh, Boogie man. and Wall. He's oh, talking man. about Boogie and John Wall, but. No, but both they were,
3: Paul, Eric Gordon and Mason Jones all have to quarantine until next Wednesday.
1: Right. Um That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> let him go. Just let
3: him go. That's all you need to do. Let him go. Um, the he Lakers, the Lakers who uh, do have their entire team, the Lakers are already talking extension with new point guard Dennis Schroeder. Turned down an extension after the initial trade uh, but is open to an extension and staying long-term in L.A. Speaking about the Los Angeles Lakers, after uh, the Christmas Day game this year, LeBron has now moved into second place on the Christmas scoring list. He has scored 383, uh, 383 points in 15 games, and he, he trails only Kobe Bryant, who scored 395 points in 16 Christmas Day games. Last, last but not least, again, sad news out of the NBA as legendary Celtics point guard and coach. K.C. Jones passed away this week. It was announced Friday at the age of 88. Many people, especially younger fans, may remember K.C. Jones as the head coach of the 1980 Celtics dynasty team uh, where he won three titles, one as an assistant and two as a head coach. Uh, Actually, three weeks after he became the head coach, the Celtics traded for Dennis Johnson and then went on a run of finals appearances. Um, But he also played in the NBA for nine seasons in where he won eight titles in nine seasons. Uh, th- tied for th- uh, actually third most in the NBA behind only two other Celtics uh, teammates, Sam Jones and Bill Russell. Teammate Bob Cousy, who he took over for as the point guard, actually at once said, I just didn't see how a man who shot as poorly as KC, could, as KC does could stay in the NBA. He never really had any gaudy stat lines, only averaged 7.4 points per game in his career, only played nine seasons, uh, retired at the age of 34, but is considered a legendary figure in Celtics lore, as well as a Hall of Famer and a retired number in the Celtics building. Uh, Legendary Celtics point guard and coach Casey Jones passed away this week at 88 years old. That is the second Celtic from that time period that we've lost this year. Um. So really looking back at those Celtics dynasties And just how how great they were And the type of players they brought into the league Uh, But that is ladies and gentlemen Your quick hits For the week of Mm -hmm. Christmas 2020 Mm -hmm. We're good Dre We're out
0: Oh no, 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 it froze up on my screen. It froze up oh. on my screen that that that, that was me. Um, yes, Pete, thank you for uh p- thank you for quick hits. So um, because I forgot that last week, we're definitely gonna start it this week. Let's go with our pick five. <laughs> um, and the game the games have been written down. I did. I did my job. This current week.
3: standings. Current standings Uh-oh. still have myself yes. and Tay tied at first at thirty three and twenty one. Mm-hmm. Matt one game behind at thirty two and twenty two. And Dre, thirty and twenty four.
0: All right, no catching up for me. But um, let's get into it. Colt Steelers.
2: The, I'm the Steelers
0: You said the Steelers. Oh, yeah, what? like, they're
2: looking kind
0: of whack. I mean they're Yeah. They're looking doo-doo. Doo's <laughs> an understatement.
1: It made I'm no sense to c- go undefeated for that long and then now they're just it's like they're giving away games.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm going with the Colts.
1: <sighs> I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I feel like they can't go that they can't they, they can't go any worse than what they've been playing for like the last four weeks. They could always they hope. can.
0: They can. I hope.
1: I hope. I'm going with, those.
0: Yeah, I'm
3: on,
1: with the stores. Yeah, taking little sneaky Colts.
3: man. Come on, Pete. Come on, Pete. Come uh, on, Pete. To be honest with you, I mean the Colts are a sneaky good team. They're 10 and four, and they've been great on the road at five and two. Um, You know, Roethlisberger looks like something's up with him. Um, They don't really have that great of a running game. Um, And the Colts are four and one in their last five games, um, and they have a really great defense. So I'm going to take the Colts in this game. I think. I think the I think the Steelers are going to lose their fourth straight, but I actually think this will be a little bit more of a competitive game from
1: mm-hmm. the Steelers. I got the Colts as well. Ah, y'all
3: swayed me. I'm going to go
0: too. So everybody with everybody with the Colts. Yeah. Hmm. All right, I, that's a surprise. <laughs> that's a surprise. I would. I think the Steelers have let us down the past couple of weeks
3: for sure. Well, the Colts have only had three close games uh, mm-hmm. in their last couple of games. Uh, one touchdown victories over Houston and back- back-to-back back games against Houston, and then a three-point win in overtime over Green Bay. They've mm-hmm. beaten Houston, the Raiders, and Green Bay over the last five weeks. Steelers mm-hmm. have lost to Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Washington in the last three weeks, and have scored 17, 15, and 17 points. And if you think about it, in their fa- last five games, they scored 17, 15, 17, 14, and 17. Uh, i mean sorry 19 and 27 so it's not like they're they're blowing up the scoreboard at all
0: true 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 but they don't have too bad of a defense they had the number one defense in the league throughout the first four weeks so um we shall see but um broncos chargers no play no playoff implications this game but this is um a uh, a game with you know two kind of Teams one is on the upstart, one is trying to scramble from injury. So, but I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one. Justin Herbert is balling.
3: Yeah, I'm also I'm also taking the Chargers. That's been my boy since day one. I'm I'm glad he finally got his win, and I don't think the Broncos are really going anywhere.
0: Yeah, Ali, not um, have the same record. Yeah, it's a two
3: team teams,
2: but I'm going to
0: definitely go with the Chargers. Okay.
3: Also, side note, Dre. On our last game, if if the uh, if Pittsburgh loses this week, um, and Cleveland wins, Cleveland runs the division.
0: Right, and then they play each other on week seventeen, and right. that could win. That could win the division. They could win the division right there, which is crazy. Which <laughs> is crazy. The
3: Browns Ooh. in the conversation to win the division.
0: Right. And that, that's gonna go into our topic later on in terms of playoff and seeding and stuff. So Eagles, Cowboys, NFC East matchup. Um I guess playoff implications are here for the for both teams, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, but um uh, Jalen Hurts looking good, so I'm gonna go with the Eagles. So Same. yes, Eagles. Okay.
1: I have no faith in them boys. I'm sorry.
4: (laughs) didn't Didn't
3: Didn't they win last week? Yeah, didn't they beat didn't they beat San Francisco? They put up 41 points. Cowboys have actually won their last two games. Okay. Let's let's be very honest. Cowboys, the Cowboys are three and two in their last 5 games they beat they put up 41 points on San Francisco who has a really good defense they put up 41 mm-hmm. points on San Francisco 30 points on Cincinnati okay the same Cincinnati team who beat the Steelers by the way right and they put up 31 points on Minnesota in a three point victory they lost to Washington and they lost to Baltimore Right, that's the only two teams they've lost to in the last five games. The Eagles are actually only one in five. They only beat New Orleans in Jalen Hurts' first game, and that was only by three points. Uh, they lost to Cleveland, Seattle, Green Bay, and Arizona. Um, you know, and again, and, and this is this is what I'm getting at, right? I, I said this when it happened. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton may not be the greatest quarterback in the world, but Andy Dalton, there's there is no substitute in the NFL for experience, and Andy Dalton right. is showing that. Uh, right now with the quarterback, I'm gonna. T- I'm still taking the Eagles, but mm-hmm. I just want to say, you know what, what? 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 To what Matt said. I mean, the, the the Cowboys are actually doing better than I think a lot of people in the NFL thought they would do once Zeke went down. I mean, yeah, once dude. Prescott went down.
0: Yeah, it's cute. But no, so no. Tay, who do you have?
3: I'm gonna go with the Eagles.
0: Okay.
3: I don't, I don't. think. I don't think Tay can legally pick the Cowboys as a Giants fan.
0: <laughs> I don't think so either. Right.
3: Why? Wow, it's not like they Washington.
1: You know,
0: leading. Z, you mean Z division. football? You mean Z football
3: team? Z, Z football team. team. Nah, I'm, I'm, a,
1: I'm talking mm-hmm. about the division leaders. You know, because that was all hype the other day. Because you know the Giants were winning the division.
3: Well, hey, yeah, Daniel Jones nice. is coming back this
1: week. That's nice. That's cute.
0: Didn't y'all win a game?
1: Why you gotta uh-huh.
0: hey, hey. yeah they
2: won a game really says y'all want a game
0: or... i'm happy for y'all now I'm you and the jack now you in the jaguars can yeah. fight for that pick
1: yeah one so, job two. one job
0: so
3: Yo, charming did you hear what makai right. Beck said amazing right no did you hear what makai <laughs> Beckton said makai Beckton went on the radio mm-hmm. and he said that um, if you were, if you ain't happy that we won that game, if you were w- looking for us to lose that game, then you're not really a fan. I can't curse, so I'm not even
1: going. I'm not even going to dignify <laughs>
0: that we were- <laughs> Hilarious, hilarious. Okay, um, game four: Rams, Seahawks. Playoff implications and for, uh, for both these teams. All right, I'm going to go. It's hard for me to go against um, Russell Wilson. Um, The Rams lost. Was stupid last week. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks because I think the Rams are still a little shaken up that they lost to a team that was supposed to go
3: 0-16. Speaking of the NFL, I think Gronk may have just scored his first touchdown. He scored his first touchdown in the uh, the NFL this year. Mm. Who, Gronk? Yeah. Yeah. Bucks Bucks are currently up 13, 13 zip over the Lions. Huh. It's the Lions.
0: Who you got to? I'm
3: going with Seahawks. I'm checking some of the stuff on this game real quick here. Oh, they're at home. Seahawks are six and one at home.
0: You see how we, we're just yeah, picking home. off we're picking off the strengths and in our hearts and Peter over on the computer this yeah i got this (laughs) honestly
1: honestly y'all been selling me on russell wilson for like the last four or five weeks so it's like i'm looking for boy to do like something this is playoff this is playoff numbers right now they're game behind each other if i'm not mistaken so i mean this this is going to clinch your fate in my eyes so
0: true you True. better,
1: you better, you better do something. You better, you better, you better make up for something, Because I lost, I kind of lost faith in him when he did the, the the what, the four interceptions in one game. I lost faith in him after that. But it you know, I mean.
3: uh, well, you know what's not, funny? Though, my boy, is, random, my boy is the Rams, the, Seahawks, the Rams and the Seahawks. The Rams and the Seahawks have both have both lost. Uh, The Rams and the Seahawks have both lost to a New York team this year. The Seahawks lost to the Giants, and the Rams lost to the Jets. Well, Um, one
0: one New York team is better than the other, though.
3: So let's. This is very true. The Giants are better than the Jets. I will give them that. Why y'all
1: always gotta really, really? We gotta bring up stuff that's not even
2: necessary to speak about.
0: It is relevant.
2: It's necessary and it's relevant. So yes, it's it's relevant
0: to the conversation. It's relevant to the conversation.
1: Um, I mean, I'm gonna take is below It's not nothing to, to be talking about. And y'all,
0: about. y'all, not y'all nothing. below, and y'all below below 500. So now, y'all, yeah, don't I'm
3: gonna take the Seahawks. As well. gonna, I honestly think, I uh-huh. honestly think this could be this could be a, a major toss-up game. I could see the Rams winning it because that defense, yes. that defense can do crazy. some damage. Um, but I think, I think Russ. This is where we start to see you know playoff Russ. We start yep. to see those glimpses come up. Amen. Taylor, uh, you right. taking the Seahawks or the Rams? Taking the Seahawks. Okay. So we are see. we are across the board on all four games right now. Titans. Playoff,
0: pa- right. Well, Titans Packers for the for for the last one. Um, you already know where I'm going. You know where I'm going. I'm going to go with the Titans on this one. Right. I'm going to go. With, I don't trust. I don't trust y'all secondary. Even though Ryan Tannehill doesn't have to throw, Ryan Tannehill doesn't have to have to throw for 400 yards, but he'll throw for a couple touchdowns and let Derrick Henry do the rest. And that's it. Y'all run defense is not good either. Y'all, yeah. y'all get by.
1: <laughs> y'all better keep the same energy when A Rod get this, when he gets this, this, this W. Y'all better keep the same energy. The same I'm still gonna keep A-Rod. the
0: same energy because he's not gonna be
2: oh, my A Rodgers. That's, that's, that's what
1: we call him Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers A- now. I would call him MVP, but it hasn't been it hasn't been confirmed yet. That's that's what I'm saying.
0: He, he's not gonna, go gonna get it over or, he's not gonna get get Girl, it over fo- football football Steph Curry. Relax. He's <laughs> not
3: getting
2: that over. Yeah, he's not getting over Mahomes.
3: Let's yeah, yeah. let's give let's let's give Tannehill some credit though. The boy has thrown thirty one touchdowns to five interceptions this year and almost thirty five hundred yards. I mean Tannehill, you know, a lot of people wrote that boy off. Uh both teams are four and one in their last five. Packers have beaten Carolina, Detroit, Philly, Chicago lost to Indy in overtime. Titans mm-hmm. have beaten Detroit, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, and Baltimore. Lost to Cleveland. I Love mean, that. my issue with my issue with Tennessee has been that they can be a little shaky sometimes against teams. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna. Hmm, this is a really tough game uh, because the Packers have been putting up some points, and 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 Rogers looks like he's getting into a groove. Uh but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the uh I'm gonna pick the Titans as well. I think the Titans can actually pull this one off um and, and cool down the Packers a little bit.
0: Tay, who you got?
2: I'm going Packers.
0: Mm. Mm. Do you not believe in the Titans?
2: <laughs> um that has nothing to do with believing in the Titans. I just feel like Thank the you numbers this year, this week. I love how um, Tannehill and Co. are, you mm-hmm. know, steadily improving. And to be honest with you, we had no choice but to remember the Titans last year after the upset that they had pulled off. But I feel like this is this has no real like. I don't, like I felt the upset coming last last year, last uh, playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like right. I got a question though. That- What's up? Real, real
1: quick, real quick. I didn't necessarily think the Patriots were that good last year. So why do Me we really either. consider
2: well, why we really consider it an upset? Well, well, because, you know, because when the Patriots, when you have Brady and Belichick, like, on the same page, right, you feel like when, when it comes to playoff time, that they're turned up another notch, even if they played kind of above average, almost mediocre during the se- season. Which Matt, you were both you and I both said that um, very early last year in the podcast. But I feel that no one thought that the Titans had a snowball's chance of winning at all. At all.
1: I just but, thought that that defense. Was, I thought I thought the defense was pretty pretty good. And I thought that Patriots. I thought the Patriots were kind of like lackluster. Everybody was literally riding off Tom Brady. They were saying that he was his age was showing, and he's not happy. These are all of the. This is all of the the scuttlebutt we was hearing last year, prior to that game. So this is when like when everybody was like oh it's an upset. I'm like I didn't. Don't get me wrong. I didn't think the Titans were going to beat the Patriots because of the playoff experience and all the experience that Belichick and Brady had. But I didn't necessarily, I wasn't necessarily surprised that the Titans beat them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's how I wanted to hear y'all opinion on that because I don't necessarily call it an upset.
0: No, I get what you you're know, saying, and th- You know
3: what? I'm actually gonna, I'm actually gonna change. I think I'm gonna go with the. Pa- I forgot that this game, um, uh-huh. the Packers are fighting for the number one seed, um, and I know that Rogers really wants it. Mm. You know what? I'm gonna stick with my gut. I'm gonna go with the Titans, even though I'm I'm leaning Packers. But I'm gonna stick with my gut. I'm gonna stick with the Titans.
0: Copy. And shout, to like to long, shout, shout out to Tay for the quick plug of episode one of Remember the Titans. That was episode one. <laughs> so um, and just just for everybody to know, on the thirtieth is our one year anniversary. So, shouts to us for the for one year of of, of awesomeness. One year of year. But uh let's get into the, the meat of things. The NFL. The playoffs are coming up. And uh we just talk about division leaders. So here are the division leaders for the AFC and who will be in the title pitcher. We right now we have Kansas City with the first round by. If the playoffs was to start today, Miami would face Buffalo, Indy would face Pittsburgh. Cleveland would face Tennessee. And on the NFC, it would be Green Bay holding down the first round bye with Arizona facing New Orleans, Tampa Bay facing Seattle, and the Raiders facing the football team.
1: The Rams.
0: The Rams. Sorry, Rams, Rams, Rams. Definitely not the Raiders. Honestly, we had to come up with
1: a better name for for, Washington. I'm, I'm tired of calling them the football team.
0: But they are the them. football team. This
2: is w. the W.
0: Col- the W? I,
2: I'm I like calling them, them
0: the them football them. team. I like calling them the football call. team. I don't know. <laughs> so, don't know. We, so we gotta here, here's a few playoff call scenarios you? just to go through real quick. Green Bay can clinch a first them. round by, Huh? I said I'm calling the NFC
1: East Division Champions. Call that.
0: But, yeah, go ahead. Wow. Green Bay, if they win... Um if they beat Seattle, I mean if they win plus Seattle loses or tie. Um if they tie, New Orleans loses, Seattle ties or loses. As long as both New Orleans and Seattle don't tie, Green Bay can clinch the first round, a first round by. Um
3: and home field advantage through the play. And home
0: field advantage, yes. New Orleans can clinch the NFC South Division title with a win. Uh if they win, if Tampa Bay loses. Or if they tie, or if Tampa Bay ties, Seattle can clinch the NFC West division if they just win. Washington can clinch the NFC East division with uh, them winning and the Giants losing or tying. If they win, if they tie, if the Giants lose, if Philly and Dallas tie, which is crazy, right? Who would have thought? The Los Angeles uh, Rams can clinch a playoff berth if they win. Win or tie, if Chicago loses or tie, if Arizona wins or ties. Tampa Bay can clinch a playoff berth if Tampa Bay wins if or if Chicago loses. Arizona can clinch a playoff berth with Arizona winning or Chicago losing or Arizona tying in Chicago losing. It's a lot of different ways. This is why um, I like the meat of things in football towards the end of the year because anything can happen. Any like, given Sunday. Any given Sunday, uh, we spoke about this uh, two weeks back. Two week back, but um, I'm going to ask you, Tay, out of the um, the AFC, right? No, I, I, did I read the NFC first? I, I gave you all the um,
3: AFC first.
0: Yes, but I gave you the NFC. Um, <laughs> uh, What's the name?
3: Yeah, it
0: was the okay. NFC. The NFC yeah. uh, teams last. Yes, I gave you the NFC teams last with their playoff scenarios. So, with b- that being said, the NFC um, playoff scenarios, who do you see sneaking into a Super Bowl run like out of the teams that's currently in it?
2: Who can I see sneaking into the the, the playoff? The, not the playoffs, the Super Bowl? Yes. Hmm. That's a good question.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. And these are the the teams.
2: I definitely, definitely can see Seattle.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Even though their defense is not as like as tip top as I'd like, I could definitely see this. um, I could see Green Bay.
0: Making a deep run.
2: Making a deep run. But I feel like they'll run into trouble. Against, uh, let me pull up that pull that up again. I, I, you know what? Let me tell you something. Let me take that back. I don't see Green Bay beating New Orleans, but I could definitely see Tampa Bay making a deeper run.
0: Do you oh, think Tampa Bay would maybe? surprise? Would they surprise? Um, let like, me tell
2: you something. Mm-hmm. They're playing a lot better yeah. over these past few weeks. Do mm-hmm. I see them as Super Bowl contenders? Yeah. No. But right. do I see now what people have been talking about before, you know, Brady even touched the ground there? Yes. I see that if they can kind of keep this core together and kind of develop that chemistry, I feel like next season, they're going to be a problem. I feel like they needed this season to kind of figure out their identity. You know what I'm saying? And even still in figuring out their identity, they're still a potentially scary team because of the experience between the people who are on that team. But do right. I see it being their year? No. Do I wish that it could be more of a, you know, me personally, my sentimental favorite would be the Seahawks. You know, I right. feel like they were, they, they were a team that made it to the dance a few times and kind of got, like, crapped out of luck the last time they made it to the dance. I yeah. don't see the Packers having what it takes to kind of make it to the Super Bowl and win. Mm. But I do see the Saints, however, being that foil for them. I think this things are a better team than the Packers.
1: They are 100. Yeah, Matt. 100.
0: Matt, out of these teams, um, who do you, who I, do
1: you honestly? See? Honestly, I 100 agree with. You. Uh, I don't see. I don't see Green Bay going too far. It's just a matter of Aaron Rodgers got a lot to prove with the fact that they picked up a quarterback and pretty much basically giving him the silver line and letting him know, like, yeah, you're out the door. So you got to do to this guy what Brett Favre did for you. <laughs> so my sentimental favor would be for Green Bay to, to, to pick it up and, and do that. But I feel like New Orleans have been cheated. <laughs> so that – and they've always Boy. been a really good team. They've always been a really good team. So mm-hmm. maybe with the circumstances of the NFC, it, it, it would work in their favor, but then mm-hmm. you got to also play to the back of your head that Tom Brady has all the riches in the world, and that on that side of that, you know, the conference, and it's just, it's, it, it, I think the, the the term that everybody's been using is an embarrassment of riches, mm-hmm. and it's not like. He doesn't have his partner in crime. He has Gronk there who shows up big in the playoffs. Sure does. So it's, like, so it's like, how do you go against Tom Brady and Gronk? But then again, Drew Brees is still Drew Brees. And he has help. So my pick would be to sneak in. I would say New Orleans.
0: Definitely. So quick play. question quick question. before I get to Pete then. You mentioned the Packers, and I just need a a quick yes or no answer. If, by chance, the Packers do make a run for the Super Bowl, not necessarily saying that they win, um, right. but but if they make that quick, that run to the Super Bowl, do you think Jordan Love sits on the bench a little bit longer? Or do you mm-hmm. think the transition uh-huh. starts next year?
1: It definitely starts next year. Starts Regardless next
0: year. of Super Bowl run? 100%.
1: Regardless. He's on the uh-huh. way out. Aaron Rodgers is... is, is up there in age
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we saw what happened with, um, uh, the name slips me, but, um, was it Drew Brees that got hurt? It was Drew recently. Brees that got hurt. Yeah. Recently.
0: recently and and, and, and Yeah.
1: You, you, you start to, you put that in perspective and you start thinking like maybe this is all he needs to end his career. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know, like, I know me and Tavia. We argue a lot when it comes to the Aaron Rodgers, Russell Will- Russell Wilsons, and and not really Patrick Mahomes because we know who Patrick Mahomes is. But we we like Tavia brought up a, a very good argument with a lot of people are just riding on his name. Granted, he performs, but the expectation of his performance he keeps up with. Maybe all he's missing is that Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? And and when he gets that. What else
2: do you have to prove? He's Aaron, already, I, yeah. What else does he have? I to don't do? feel like he, let me let me be honest too. I don't feel like Aaron has a lot to prove. I don't. I know. I'm talking about to himself. Even though I don't see him in in the, pa, in, the <coughs> uniform, uh, in the package uniform for much longer, he still has value that he can bring to another team. That's a fact. I don't feel as if this will be his time to retire. I'd be be surprised because there are other teams that need that veteran quarterback, that veteran above average quarterback, great quarterback, that can kind of take them to the next level. Like, I feel like there are teams that can benefit from having Aaron Rodgers as a player coach. And I I feel like the way that the Packers did it was kind of disrespectful to him in a way that it shouldn't be the Packers. You get But I don't feel like he has a lot to prove to himself. And um, I think that he does deserve. I mean, he does, if anything, being the fact that his reputation to me precedes his recent prowess, I do feel like to back all that, that talk and accolades up, he does need the Super Bowl under his belt. So I well, don't get that. Before I, I don't mean to interrupt you,
1: Pete, but because I know you got to put your tape, I don't feel like the Packers deserve. A Super Bowl ring. I feel like Aaron Rodgers deserves it because the level of disrespect that franchise has been giving him. I don't feel like he owes them a damn thing. <laughs> like he doesn't.
2: They're showing yeah, but They did it. Let's not get it twisted. They did it to Brett off for Aaron Rodgers too. So, so that's this a is fact. So, right. at day, right. so at the end of the day, you know, this is how Aaron got into the fold, kind of. You know, riding off the Brett Favre type of reputation. You get what I'm saying? Like the same thing with him and Love. So you kind of got to understand that this is how this cookie crumbles.
0: Agreed. Yeah, I totally agree, Pete. um, Your thoughts? Which Which NFC East? Which NFC team? Not NFCs. Which NFC team um, do you think could surprise somebody and make a run for the Super Bowl?
3: Um. I honestly think the team that surprise. So I think the team that surprises people is not the team that's going to make the run of the Super Bowl. But I think the team that could surprise people in the NFC is the Rams. I think people really underestimate how good their defense can be, Um, and you know, really their weakest link is is their offense and Jared Goff. But that defense, and Tay said it a couple episodes ago, and I'm a big believer in that old school football adage that defense wins championships, right? We've seen a Chicago Bears team uh, with, with you know, um, and I'm forgetting the name of their quarterback at the time, you know, but they had that really terrible quarterback. Someone please remind me of this man's name. Um, they had that really terrible quarterback. They had a great defense. It went all the way to Super Bowl. Oh, Rex Grossman. They had Rex Grossman as their starting quarterback and won a Super Bowl. Let's not forget that, right? We still talk about the Ravens Super Bowl, okay, Um, and and, and say that that was a defense-won Super Bowl. So the Rams have a really good – Aaron Donald and them boys are very dangerous. Um, Now, of course, if if everything stays the way that it is, Green Bay gets to buy, and it's, you know, Seattle – I mean, uh, Seattle versus the Rams, that can be very tough. I can see the Rams stealing that game, right? Okay. Heck, I can see the Rams winning this week, even though I picked the Seahawks. I can see the Rams winning this week, right? I can see the Rams having exactly what it takes to beat um, to beat uh, Seattle. And remember, if Seattle loses, they drop to 10 and five. The, the Rams go to 10 and five, and you know, this could be a race for the division for the Rams and Seattle. So the Rams could jump from fifth to third in, in the division, right? The Arizona Cardinals are eight and six. They could sneak up a little bit. They could get a couple more wins and sneak up, right? The Bucks only have nine wins. The Rams have nine wins, right? You know, so the Rams in the NFC to me are the team that surprises. The team that can make a Super Bowl run, I think the most dangerous teams in the NFC are the Packers, the Saints, and the Buccaneers right the packers and the saints we know what their teams are but the bucks i hate to say this as much as i am not a new england fan as much as i hate tom brady you cannot bet against tom brady in the playoffs at most times mm-hmm. it is even with the upset that they have last year that happened last year at the hands of the tennessee titans if you told me bet on the patriots eh, you told me to bet on tom brady I'm betting on Tom Brady. The man, the, man is, the man is almost an unlosable bet in the playoffs most times. You're going to win on that bet. Um, just to speak on the Aaron Rodgers stuff really quickly, the guy's only 37 years old. In today's NFL, we can see quarterbacks play into their 40s. Um, I think it'd be really weird to see Aaron Rodgers on another team. And we all know how quarterbacks are the very diva-ish kind of like I'm the only one who can play. The the gunslingers don't like to go down, right? They just don't like to go down. Um, And statistically, he's having a great year. He's only thrown four interceptions this year, and half of those interceptions came in a loss to Tampa Bay where he threw, threw two interceptions to no touchdowns in a week six loss to Tampa Bay. He's thrown only two other interceptions, uh, one in a game against Jacksonville and one in a game against Indy. He's mostly throwing three touchdowns a game this year. The only time he's thrown less than that is against Detroit where he threw two, Tampa where he threw zero, Jacksonville he threw two, and then last week against Carolina where he only threw one and also threw for a season-low yards of 143. So, you know, Rodgers can still go out there and ball. Um do you put in Jordan Love for an Aaron Rodgers considering that Jordan Love isn't what Aaron Rodgers was considered to be when Rodgers was, when Rodgers was drafted, we all knew he was the next guy. Right? right? Love Love is the next guy simply because he was drafted. But his collegiate career doesn't exactly scream franchise quarterback. So my question becomes, do you start Jordan Love next year over Aaron Rodgers and move on from Aaron Rodgers for the sake of saying, we're going to start Jordan love or do you stick with the short bet that is Aaron Rodgers um, until you can't, until the wheels fall off knowing that you have Jordan love. to back? I don't on. think so. I don't think so. Um, only
2: because, I don't think so either. You know, I get, I get what you're saying, Pete. I get a little bit of what you mean, but like the same thing. It's, it's, the passing of the guard. It was the same thing that happened with Rodgers, like I said, and Brett Favre. We knew that Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be the next guy, but people didn't think that he would be as good as Brett Favre. That's why it was so much um, controversy when he was supposed to be the next guy up. And I feel the same thing with Love. Now, do you start Love now? No, you don't. Like, you you made it here off the back of Rodgers. You stick off the back of Rodgers this season. You get what I'm saying? I feel like next year, let next year take care of itself. But I do think that Aaron Rodgers should be prime to – he's not going to want to – after playing a season like he's played this season and last season, he's not ready, rightfully so, to ride off into the center and retire. He's showing the Packers right now that they kind of act up. And instead of getting help for him through the draft – They basically got his
1: replacement because it's crazy. They 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 bring up last year in a sense, right? And they were saying he was kind of like he wasn't playing like himself, forgetting that it's a new system that he's trying to learn. And then when he got comfortable, he ran rough shot. You know what what I'm saying? And then and then this year is is literally the the I told you so. Let me give me a little bit. Let me get used to it. And again, they're going off of. No mini camp, virtually any preseason games. Like you, you gotta, you gotta look at, like, look at what Aaron Rodgers is accomplishing right now. And this is a team that they wrote him on. Granted, they probably they did it the same way that they did Brett Favre. And like Pete said, I wasn't. out, don't get me wrong. I love the Jets. I wasn't prepared to see Brett Favre in the Jets jersey. <laughs> I'm not what? even caught a hold. Right. I was not prepared.
0: No, nobody in life, nobody in life was prepared for that.
3: It was still green, but it was just weird. You know, I think the weirder, the weirder one was when he went to the Vikings. He that was, was yeah. just
0: weird. It I can, was, I can see oh, the Vikings. Wow. I just couldn't see the. I Jets.
3: saw the Vikings more than the Jets.
0: Right, but the Vikings um,
2: made more sense to me.
0: Way more sense.
2: I love Brett Favre. I was a huge Brett Favre fan back in the days. Yeah. Huge.
0: Huge. So, just to go back to the AFC real quick, um, again, Kansas City is leading. Then you have Miami, Buffalo, Indianapolis, and Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Tennessee. And real quick, the playoff um, implications for each team. Kansas City can clinch a first-round bye if they win, if Pittsburgh loses, if Buffalo loses. Uh, and they clinch a strength of victory tiebreaker over Pittsburgh or Buffalo and clinches at least a tie in strength of victory tiebreaker over the other club. Um, Pittsburgh can clinch the AFC North division title. If they win, if Cle- Cleveland loses or if both Pittsburgh and Cleveland tie, um, Tennessee can clinch the South division title if they win and if Indianapolis loses. Um Tennessee can also clinch a playoff berth with a win if Miami loses, if Baltimore loses, if Tennessee and Baltimore tie. Cleveland can clinch a playoff berth. I can't believe we are saying this. Um, if if they win and Baltimore loses, if uh, Miami loses, if Indianapolis loses, if uh, Cleveland ties and Baltimore loses, or if Cleveland tie and Miami lose, loses. It's a lot. <clears throat> Um, and Indianapolis can clinch a playoff berth with a win and um, Baltimore loss, a Miami loss, if they tie if Baltimore loses or if they tie in Miami. Loses. In the AFC, Matt, out of these teams, that's on the screen. Um, we're going to disregard um, Kansas City because that's the easy pick. But out of these teams here, who do you see could potentially make a uh, Super Bowl run?
1: Buffalo. (laughs) Buffalo's been killing this whole season. I, I didn't I didn't expect them to do as great as they've been doing, but they're they're pretty much the only contenders that I see in this in this in this conference that can even give Kansas City a game. I mean, I like I like the fact that Miami got better, but you're kidding yourself if you think that they're even staying close to Buffalo. Uh, so yeah, Buffalo's my shot. I, that, I, that's the one shot deal, but they're still they still got a tough task if they even think that they're touching Kansas City. So yeah, if there's anybody that's taking a chance, it's Buffalo.
0: Pete, it's
3: it, it becomes so. Here's the funny thing: if Miami beats the Raiders this week and the Bills lose this week. And I, and I forget who the Bills are playing this week, um, but if if Miami beats the Raiders and the Bills, oh the Bills play the Patriots. So unfortunately, I think the Bills are going to beat the Patriots. Um, <laughs> no, because here's what I was saying: if the Bills lost and the Mi- and Miami won, they'd be going into a game in Week 16 that could decide the uh, the AFC East, right? Because you'd have Buffalo at 11 and four and Miami. At 10 and 5. And if, you, if, they, if Miami beats Buffalo, they, they put them in a virtual tie for the NFC East. Um, I, to be honest with you, again, the team that I think can surprise is not the team that I think is going to make a Super Bowl run, but the team that I think can surprise is the Indianapolis Colts, right? Mm. 10 and 4. They have a really good defense, they have a very understated running game. And they got Phillip Rivers, who, let me be honest with you, I think when that boy gets in the playoffs, he's going to show off, right? Because Phillip Rivers is a guy who, from all of his years in San Diego, just never really got a playoff run, you know? Um, And I think that, you know, he's a very, very good quarterback. um, And he's been, you know, people forget he's in the league because he's playing for Indianapolis this year. Um I totally really bad. like what Indianapolis. Yeah, I love what Indianapolis can do. They're they are they're six and four in the conference, uh three and two in their own division. Um you know, so and if if, if it stays the way that it stays, they're playing who? They're playing uh, uh-huh. Pittsburgh in the first round. Right, uh-huh. and, and Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, they're playing Pittsburgh in the first round if things stay the way that they're staying. And that's don't aren't they playing Pittsburgh this week?
0: I believe yeah, so.
3: They're playing Pittsburgh this week. So, you know, that that could change. You could see the Colts jump to 11 and 4, and the Colts could, you know, could really challenge in in the south because it's it's the the problem with the AFC is that the divisions are still stacked. You got Tennessee fighting Indy. They're essentially tied for the top of the division. You got Cleveland and, and and Pittsburgh fighting it out and the Ravens are still kind of sneakily in there at nine and five. Right? If the if this if the Ravens win out, they go eleven and five. Mm-hmm. You know, you got if Cleveland wins and loses a game, if they split their season, they're eleven and five. And if Pittsburgh loses two games, they're eleven and five. So you're gonna have three teams at the top of one division. At 11-5, and five. and so I think that's what the, – the construct of what this is going to look like is going to be weird. I think Indy can make the biggest, um, the biggest uh, noise in terms of making a playoff run, but in terms of surprises, Indy – and be honest with you, yeah, Indy. Because I, I don't know. If Cleveland gets in the playoffs, I think depending on their opponent, I think they could win a first-round game, which I think would be huge. Just for Cleveland, that would be huge enough. I guess right. in the playoffs and win a first round game. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Currently, they're going up against Tennessee. Let's say the Pittsburgh Steelers drop, and it's Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. I could see Cleveland upsetting Pittsburgh. I could see it. Yeah.
1: Um, Any one of these teams in, 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 in that's in contention right now can upset Pittsburgh because their secondary is so like, ugh, you yeah, know? and because their yeah. running game is trash. Well, not really trash. It's just. Non existent at the moment,
3: <laughs> so it's like right. any An interesting, one
1: interesting of these can stand a chance against
3: them. Interesting note about Indianapolis their owner, Jim Erste, has finally come to terms. I don't know if anybody knew this. He was still secretly hoping that Andrew Luck would come back after taking uh two years, uh, some time off. He was like, All right, Luck's gonna take some time off and he'll change his mind, he'll come back. And it wasn't until about maybe two weeks ago. With- it wasn't until like two weeks ago that a report came out that Ursa has finally come to terms to the fact that Luck might not ever come back.
2: Okay. Oh, well. Um The AFC, I don't feel like the AFC is, is as competitive as the yeah. NFC is. Yeah, I feel yeah. like the AFC is a little bit more cut and dry. Um, I feel as if if the uh, what's if the Chiefs don't make the Super Bowl, it'd be a bust more than a disappointment. You get what I'm saying? It'd be a major, 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 major crushing loss for them. I do feel, however, that the teams in the AFC, we we cannot, even though they've stumbled, the Pittsburgh Steelers are still a scary-ass team. You get what I'm saying? The Pittsburgh Steelers, they have the experience that a few of these teams do not have. You know, Miami, they're a young team. They're going to be scary later on, you know, but I don't feel like this is their year. Um, I feel as if Tua has a long way to go. Tua is really, 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 really smart, uh, smart quarterback. But nice. I feel like Ryan Fitzpatrick, being that player coach for him, did really good for him too. I give him like three years.
0: Agreed, 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 agreed. You
2: know? um, I also feel as if with the AFC – um, I it's like I'm looking at who's going to give the Chiefs the biggest problem. That's how I look at it at. Yeah. And then, when I look at how these teams have been playing these past couple of weeks, I'm not seeing anybody.
0: <laughs> you're right. In
2: you're the right. AMC, yeah, you're right. 100% right. In the right. Division, I'm not seeing anybody. Can you pull that up one more time? Let me see. Close thing is the Bills. The Bills maybe. The Bills maybe. The Pittsburgh only for their experience. The Titans no, Colts no. Browns no.
3: Dolphins no. I could see Tennessee doing it because of their run game. They if they control if they can control time and possession shoot. Here's the thing. If the, the Chiefs' defense is still very, very watery. They don't have a running game. They rely too much on Mahomes. If the Titans' defense steps it up and they control time of possession and use Derrick Henry to their advantage, they can not, do it. There's a possibility. You're talking about the Titans' defense? The Titans'
2: defense can do nothing against Kelsey. At all. At all. Nothing. They At can even
3: write him a Christmas card for the really? house. Oh, I agree with you. I'm just saying there's a possibility with the Titans.
0: Right, I think what he's is, saying.
3: I get what I you're saying. What,
2: maybe the mm-hmm. Bills. Maybe oh, yeah. all this. Um, my thing is Bills, or maybe, and that's a big maybe, uh, Steelers, because their defense is not what they what it used to be either. Not at all. Well. Yeah, but I'd be surprised. You know, Um we were talking about the Steelers. Exactly, we we're talking about the Steelers kind of having a cupcake schedule this year. But the fact of the matter is, um they might turn it up another notch. But that up another notch still can't do nothing against the Chiefs.
1: Like I just wrote. Only way, catch, only way they catch a Kelsey is voicemail. That boy got slave feet. I ain't messing with that man.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> I think I, I know where Peter was going with, with that because the, the um the Titans are really good with holding on to the ball. But sure at the same time holding on to the ball and putting up points, right? That's gonna be that's gonna be the biggest thing because you know Mahomes can put up points quickly. You don't want to be in a shootout no, with him. You don't want to be in a right. shootout with him. And you also oh, no, don't want to I don't think down.
3: anybody wants to be in a shootout you, with him.
0: You also me. don't want to be down 10 with him. You exactly. don't want to be down more than 10. You're you're
3: only way we he, have we have, have seen the chiefs having the lead on them we have He's seen the Chiefs her. we have seen the Chiefs fold in the playoffs we have seen the chiefs offense sputter in the playoffs and we have seen the chiefs defense get exploited in the playoffs. I agree with every point y'all have made, but as Tay said earlier, when we started this segment any given Sunday, and as my father used to always say, when we watch football and, and my stepmother used to say as well, any, any team can beat any team on any given Sunday. And I think with, with Tennessee, I mean, you, you run the risk with Tannehill taking care of the ball, Derrick Henry controlling time of possession, you're going to have to have Mahomes turn into Brady. Mahomes turn into Favre and do those quick two-minute drive where he's scoring quick touchdowns if you're controlling time of possession. And so the, th- the idea know- of it is it- – if you, you know, I'm not saying he can't do it, but if you can limit, if you can limit the amount of time that Mahomes has the ball in his hands, you stand a chance of beating the Chiefs without having to beat them at their own game.
2: Let me tell you something. Though. Last year, people were nervous. People were nervous because the the Chiefs, you know, the year before, I had them picking beating the the Patriots, right? And then Gronk resurrected from the dead the second half of the 2000. And, Eighteen AFC championships. <laughs> yeah. It's like he resurrected the last year. What the Chiefs did—they played from behind. No playoffs, right? In the Super Bowl, yeah. <laughs> which activated something in them that made them almost superhuman. I feel They're right. But freaking nothing, nightmare I feel as if there's not enough experience in the AFC apart from Roethlisberger. That could shut down that, that Chiefs team. I feel like if they if they get exploited, they won't get exploited into the Super Bowl, because most of the the veteran quarterbacks who have the rings, who have the 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 prestige, are on the NFC. You have Drew Brees, you have Aaron Rodgers, you have Russell Wilson, you you have uh, Tom Brady. Um, They're all about Tom management, right?
1: You're, like, you're, talking huh? like you're Talking about like time management in the playoffs. Yeah, time that's
2: the time in the playoffs. That that experience. <clears throat> on the AFC, where where I feel like Mahomes kind of has a kind of a, a wiggle room is that you have teams that have really good quarterbacks, really great running team, and really good defense, right? But I feel like no matter how good they are on defense, they're going to get torn up by the Chiefs on offense. Torn up. Torn up. And like we talk about the Rams too, but the Rams choked in the Super Bowl too. Let's not get that. Mm-hmm. They yeah, yeah. and I and I had a feeling that they were they weren't going to get the chance to kind of resurrect that, that run that they had had. You get what I'm saying? But I feel as if who has the better chance of Shutting down the Chiefs, it's hard for me to say the Titans because Derek Henry he looks scary sometimes, but it means nothing if they can't counteract it on defense.
3: Yeah, I think, and I think that's the big thing is that terminology, Queen. Right? Like, I don't think anybody shuts down the Chiefs, and that's why I said I don't think you can beat them at their own game. You know, you got to you got to find a way to you know to, to have them play a different game.
0: Yeah, to and just to put a bow on it. Um, you also got to remember the Chiefs do have a solid running game as well. Not just they, they're they really good on the ground, but I don't think a lot of people see that because most of the time they see Mahomes slinging ball most of the time. But don't let the, that rookie running back get loose. That's a clean hundred and something yards for uh. Um,
2: they got, they got nobody, bowl,
0: nobody, bowl. nobody care about Le'Veon Bell no more. Look, be trying to play that, Bell no more.
2: They're, they're so. not gonna care about them until uh, they're not gonna care about him until they are not going to care about him until they can not hold him. Exactly. exactly. They haven't had <laughs> to exactly. something. Well, they, yeah. The fact that the fact is that they have him is a mm-hmm. better. It's better to have him than to not. Exactly.
1: I right. mean, granted, you still got to catch Tyreek Hill. You got to catch. I mean, Kelsey. It's like you. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm like it's just if you want to do a shootout, I I I don't I don't think Josh Allen can do that. But
4: mm-hmm.
1: but the only the only the only opposition he has that what Patrick Mahomes I'm talking about pronouns, but the only opposition I feel like he has is not in that conference. It's on the opposite side. Um, I hope Lamar Jackson even makes the playoffs. <laughs> but yeah, it, that's the only opposition he has.
2: And I want yeah, us it. to kind of have, maybe not today, but mm-hmm. maybe I need to talk about Lamar Jackson. Okay. Maybe not today, because I feel like there's been some talks that people said that he's over. To- we can
0: what? Overrated. We can lead that when uh, when we get back from break, honestly, because we'll be in the in the need, um, you know, in the midst of the playoffs. And I, I, I and he, whether he makes it or not, I want to. Yeah, I definitely want want to speak about that too because I've been hearing that overrated and, and a lot lately. So, um, NBA opening week, guys. Um, basketball is back again for the first time in about 72 days. Um, we've had so many things happen within the first week. Um, James Harden and the strippers, um, um, the Clippers being opening day champs again. Congratulations to them. Um, Christmas day massacres all around (laughs) in the NBA. So, um...
3: And we're not just talking about the elbow that Kawhi
0: had (laughs) right right. So, out of these stories, um, or anything that you may have heard, any anything you guys may have heard, um, Pete, what is your biggest story of the day uh, of the week so far?
3: Uh, Houston gonna lose his NBA team. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) the net looked real good, the Nets looked real good, the Nick kept Nick. The Knicks kept nicking. Uh they could have won that first game against the Pacers and then they blew it. Um yeah. but honestly, it's my big story is Jamal Murray seems to have disappeared a little bit. Right? The kid the kid went nine for twenty on Christmas Day. Didn't have a strong opening game either. Um, and I saw the same thing out of Dame. If you saw Dame in game one, Dame was really absent in game one, right? And so it's going to be really interesting to see how a lot of these big volume players, right? Big volume shot takers really adapt to this quick start of the season. You got guys like LeBron, who we talk about his age and how he's going to adapt but the one thing that LeBron has that a lot of them don't have is the understanding and the experience of how to condition yourself and plan for the marathon of the season. These guys that are going hundred miles an hour and were doing so in the playoffs, especially the Denver's and the Portland's who, you know, got eliminated later. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they recover coming into the beginning of this season. Um, it's been very interesting, so, so I want to keep an eye on that, but very interesting to see how well the Nets have done. The Lakers have looked really good. Uh, we I spoke in quick hits about the fact that they're already looking to lock Dennis Schroeder up to an extension. Um, So they're really looking to try to build that team post-LeBron, right? AD, Schroeder, Kuzma got three-year extension. So I think they're really trying to start to build the team after LeBron, um, with the pieces that LeBron brings to, um, to LA. Um, so it's, there's a lot of burgeoning storylines. Uh, Joe Kitsch has almost had two triple doubles in two games, by the way, missed one last night, uh, by one rebound. Um, one last thing I want to bring up, Serge Ibaka looking like a brand new man on that Clippers team has been getting a bulk of the minutes at power forward and center for that Clipper team looking really good, putting double digit points for the first two games. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how they play that moving forward. Um, I still don't forward, think, you know, I, I still don't, I still don't think they have the team in terms of the bench and everything to really pull them. Um, Cause I look at what the Lakers have been doing, man. Montrez Harrell looks like a monster over there. Schroeder's looking like it's, Harold, Schroeder, uh, and hopefully Kuzma. I think they're looking at those three guys, even Gasol to some extent, to take a lot of that weight off of AD and LeBron so that they can be the monster they need to be in short spurts and really keep them healthy through the season. I, I really am scared to see how the Lakers really, uh, when, when they really start to get their motor running, how they're going to look.
0: Queen, big story of the week.
3: For me,
2: I have two quick things. Three really quick things to say. Number one, it felt good to see Gasol back in effect, right? Um, He can't run with these new new NBA bigs at all. Mm -hmm. But it's still, for, I guess, sentimental sake, it's good to see Gasol out there. Number two, number two, and this is a really big one for me, Steve Kerr is an overrated coach.
0: Oh. Oh my God. K, I can't believe you said that because I've been saying this before and people thought I was tripping because I said, listen, Steve Kerr walked into that it situation. Hurt it
2: hurts <laughs> me to say it. It hurts me to say it. But I feel that Steve Kerr, you know, even though I'm personally not a fan of the things that Mark Jackson has said. So let let me put that out there. Steve Kerr is overrated. That's number two.
3: Matt missed it the first time. She said it here the second time.
2: The third thing I kind of want to put out there, and I want to put this out there, like, for real. People need to stop sleeping on pop. You get what I'm saying, and them Spurs, because even though they don't have, any, they were never really a super. I want to say this, and I want to say it, and I mean it. They were never really a superstar-heavy team. They were always a a highly functional, above-average team. If you want to say anything about a team, the Spurs, the Spurs have always had great teams. You get what I'm saying, and I feel like this is a year that they may be able to make a decent run. Everything else that we've talked about, about the superstar games and all stuff like that, at the core of it, basketball is still a team game, and you can't have it all without a decent team. Do I I didn't see – and you know, we talk about Dane not looking good and the center third. I think he's going to shake off them cobwebs. I think he's going to be all right. Um, I still want to say that the Milwaukee Bucks is a trash team. I'm sorry. I want to say that, too. So, you know, in watching some of these NBA games, because I don't really, you know, so the, as everybody knows who watches this show, I am a traumatized Knicks fan. So it's been really utterly difficult for me to watch the NBA. So when I watch these games, no matter how Matt may feel about how I have this affinity for LeBron James, I have spent more than half my career half his career not being able to stand him. But watching it from a very objective view without having any personal favorites, you know, I only wanted the Lakers to win because, God forbid, you know, Kobe and Giannis untimely death. That's the only reason why I ever wanted them to win this year. Had nothing to do with LeBron being there. But from what I've seen, we need to start putting stock into the teams that the NBA is forcing us to put stock in. The Nets look good. Don't get me wrong. But like I always say about KD, he's a prolific scorer, but he doesn't have the body to be a whole player to me. That man has legs like hockey pucks. What is he doing? But anyway, that's my that's my Ted Talk.
0: <laughs> um Matt, you go and then I, I, I'll go and then we can open up with you. The, um, the new segment. I just want to
3: quickly add one last thing that uh, Tay just reminded me of talking about that. Uh, Luca looking real bad without no help on that Mavs team. Facts. All facts.
2: Then again, then again, so we always say this, you know what I'm saying? Luca ha- needs. Like any of it, like, I feel like it, it's it sucks that because of the personalities, we put a lot of stock into players instead of, you know, we 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 say things like, oh, he bailed him out, or if it wasn't for him, where you guys are on the team as a unit. I feel like that was Dallas's problem last year, as well, and it I had no help. I, yeah, and it's not even just had no help. It's like people love to hide behind the superstars, and then the superstars kind of take the heat when things go wrong, where, you know, it's this guy that's not doing his job either or that guy not doing his job as well. I think that with with uh, Luca, you know, I feel like there'll be time. I, I think with him, you got to give him time.
1: Uh, as far as last year with Dallas, their biggest problem is poor. KP got, he got, his immaturity played a part. He got suspended in the game that he really shouldn't have got suspended for. So they got, Kilt down low, so that's why they lost that series ultimately. But, um, my pieces, Matt, yeah, they I mean, granted, they didn't have the pieces, but they were going against the Clippers, so it's like they stood a chance if Denver beat them and, and came back 3 1, you know, they stood a chance, I, in my opinion. But, Here. um, this the, the, the takeaways that I've got, I'm not even gonna go with Christmas. My first thing is, even though Tay's right. Boy got legs like hockey sticks. My man is back. KD is back. Whether it's 70, 80, 90, 100, boy is back. He had 29 points. He was balling. And I'm not even going to get into the Kyrie rant because you already know the vibes. You know it. He was balling last night too. Pete, stop smiling. You a hater. We're not even going to get in that. It is what it is. 30. That's all I'm saying.
2: 30. Consistently, we're not even gonna do that. How have we degrade. we not even gonna do that? How did we degrade the sport of competitiveness? Look, this and is why giving people so much props for two damn games. T- and this is
1: why this is why my boy had to go up around the TD garden with his sage and burning incense because his haters is all over the place. That's why he did it. Stop it. Getting rid of all the negative energy for this season because Brooklyn did nothing for out. the topic. We're doing it for the season because Brooklyn is on the rise. That's the story one. Number two, look, Giannis. We had 35 points, 12 rebounds. I'm not talking about Christmas Day. I'm talking about the day before Christmas. I'm talking about him playing Boston, close game, and you miss free throws. So With that being said, I don't want to hear no more Giannis talk this season. Because I put that on everything. Brooklyn is on the rods. We ain't going to be hearing nothing about Giannis when we got KD in the clutch. We got Jimmy Butler, who didn't really look like Jimmy Butler the last two But it is what it is. We got Jimmy Butler. We got so much Going on in the East right now, y'all going to stop talking about Giannis like the, like he the king. He's not. He's not. Giannis is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's a scrub. He's not a scrub. But to say that that man is the second coming of LeBron, and I'm going to quote Stephen A. Smith, is blasphemous. Stop. I don't want to hear it no more. You got to be able to shoot. You got to be able to put the ball on the floor and make moves on your own. You can't do that. Shout-out to Drew Holiday, who ball. Shout-out to Chris Middleton, who shockingly played into his form as an all-star and ball. Y'all going to stop this Giannis talk like Giannis is LeBron James. He's not even the best power forward in the league. Anthony Davis has that. Stop. We're not doing that no more. We're not going to do this. We're going into 2021 with the, with the realization that Giannis ain't as great as y'all make him out to be. Shout out to him for getting his bag and being a loyalist and stand with Milwaukee. I commend you for that. Get that money, boy. Get your money. But you ain't nowhere close to LeBron. If Milwaukee wins the East this year, it will be a shock. It would have to have been injuries played into it somehow. I it was know-
3: interesting. Matt, you want to talk about Christmas? He only shot four for fourteen against against the Warriors.
1: Thank you for bringing up the words. That's story number three. They bums. It's bad. It's it's. Oh my God! It's bad. Oh Lord, Lord. This Jesus couldn't even save this. It's it's just. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm not even going to get into that argument with Ted about Steve Kerr. I'm just. I have no argument because I remember when y'all came down my throat when I said Mark Jackson is the reason why they won the championship in the first place. Yeah, I didn't want to hear that, but you know, just heard all that. We, gonna, we, 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 we just gonna move on. Dre. I mean, no,
2: they have it, it. my argument was never
3: about her. I know, and, you know, and that was a different. You know what, different the issue, podcast, is, we what the podcast said that the issue with the Warriors is everyone thought that Kelly Oubre Jr. was going to replace. Um, you replaced Thompson at least to some degree. And Oubre has been a bust in the first two games. I mean, again, we're only talking two games, but he shot one for 10 against the Bucks and went 0 for 5 from three-point land, had three points in the game, five rebounds. So he's been really a negative asset to the Warriors. And outside of that, their second option is Andrew Wiggins. Their best player on the court besides Steph Curry so far in the first two games has been rookie James Wiseman. That has been their best player in two games. I mean, listen. We we know how good the Warriors can be. We know what Curry can be. We thought Oubre was gonna be something. And listen, again, it's only been two games. Maybe Oubre is gonna break out and surprise everybody. They didn't have Draymond they didn't have Right.
1: Draymond they,
3: didn't have Draymond. they didn't have they didn't have Draymond. Oubre's been a bust so far. And and Wiggins is what Wiggins is. We know what Wiggins is the discarded LeBron James first round pick, right? Um, but can they be competitive if they are what they should be? Yes. Are they good? No. Curry's gonna have another tough year, and I honestly, I really just hope, I really hope, it's not injured um, the trying to pull that Warriors team into some kind of relevancy, because uh, you know Curry gonna play on a thousand, you know.
0: Yep. Um, for me. I only have really one big story, and I mentioned it earlier, and it's James Harden. It's James Harden and the Rockets and what he's potentially doing to the other 29 teams and and to the league, right? You have to look at it like this. You are acting out. You're acting like a 12-year-old. You're acting like a 5-year-old because you don't want to be someplace.
3: And, and that's disrespectful to
0: five-year-olds because some of them really right. act well. disrespectful, Right, uh, which again is not fine because you're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to play ball. Now, um, I'm not saying you can't be unhappy with a situation, but there's a way to be professional about it because regardless of what you're doing, whenever you get on that court, you're getting paid almost um, 500000 every game to play almost $50,000 or more every game once you step on the floor. So there's no reason why you can't do your best. You're in practice throwing the ball at rookies, you're going to parties with no mask on on no purpose. Stuff like like stuff like this is is, is it's, it's um it's, it's, it's beyond to me, childish. Honestly, it's beyond childish. It's stupid to me. I don't it, like it because you're make one. You're making it hard for the Rockets to trade you. So if you really want to leave, you need to play so the Rockets or any team can get the most the bang, the most bang for their buck. If you go someplace, or if you want to be traded someplace, and the team is looking at you like, oh, no, he's acting a little crazy for a little bit. I don't think I want him. Now you're stuck in the same situation because you decided to act out. But honestly, that is my biggest my biggest thing this week. Like again, Christmas massacres. Listen, that was crazy. That, that was insane. And then,
3: you know, Matt, now nah, Matt's over here saying, but, Let my people go support the home guard. <laughs> and here, here's the problem with it, right? Because Matt here, wants here. them
0: in Brooklyn and we don't listen. I you know. As long as, as well as if Matt as Pete. wants
3: him in Brooklyn, if Matt wants him in Brooklyn, and Matt's not a true fan, because Matt needs to understand that they're gonna have to blow up the team for Harden, and we're gonna wow. have a crap bench, and everything that we've built in Brooklyn, everything that makes Brooklyn good right now, and as Matt said, Brooklyn on the rise, is gonna it's gonna fall with Harden coming in if we have to blow up that team. But let's just be really honest, right? On the contrary, you're wrong. Let's
1: yeah. get that straight. I don't want to blow up the team. I like the way that the team is constructed. That is, I just don't want him on Houston no more.
0: No, it. no, no. Matt, Matt, your energy no. is changing. Matt, what? your energy is, is constantly changing because you recently said in games. the chat, you oh. recently said in the chat before the season started that, oh, if I'm a GM, yeah, if I can get James Harden, I would get James Harden. You said yeah. this and there's proof of it. So why would you, after seeing the first two games, yeah. now I'm still want James game. Harden in Brooklyn? After you I see them passing the ball, Kyrie listen, is playing well. KD is playing well. You want let me talk? As a general manager, man, I was finishing my. I was finishing my point. I,
1: mean? I could tell yes, you my point.
0: On. Go ahead. I no, agree. hold on, Pete. Hold on, Pete. Hold on. Right.
1: I, I said what I said, and again, if you're a GM, if Harden is is on the market, you it's you 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 show interest in that. That's James Harden. Wait, average over thirty points per game, and the running for MVP for like the right. last four or five years. You, you, I don't, you don't want them. You, you, I get it. I, I okay, mean. and I get it. But I also agree with y'all. I don't want to blow up the whole team to do that, especially with the way that they're playing. But you don't do your due diligence if you don't show interest to see what what is in play for that. That's
3: all I'm saying. It, it, do I want, do I want Harden the ball player? Do I want Harden the stats? Do I want those things from James Harden? Yes, I do. And as a general manager, I'd love a player of that caliber on my team. Do I want James Harden the headache? Do I want James Harden the, what we're seeing out of him as a person on my team? No, cause he's going to ruin the chemistry of my team. He's going to ruin the chemistry on court. He's going to ruin it off the court. He's going to, he's going to get in the minds of young players. Listen, I have not been a fan of the way the NBA has gone, where it's gone very player-driven, where players think that they are now the be-all-end-all, all, right? And they, and, they run, and, they, and they run the teams, right? Uh, if you want, Listen, if you want to be traded out of Houston, you don't want to be there, fine. I respect that. Right. And Houston has gone out and said, OK, as a business, as an organization who has to survive after James Harden leaves, here is the packages that we want for James Harden. Now, if you don't like it at James Harden because they're not getting rid of you, if you don't like it because they're not just getting a bag of peanuts for you, just get me out of here. I don't care because he's the thing. If they sent him and I make this joke, if they send him to Vancouver for a bag of basketballs, he be bitching and complaining in Vancouver. Huh. Okay. About the fact that, Oh, I'm in Vancouver. I don't want to be in Vancouver. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So we have to do our job as a team and get what we can get for you. Right now you're trying to torpedo that. And, and here's the problem. Unfortunately, Houston still needs to win. Houston still wants to win basketball games. So they have to play James Harden because I'll be darn sure. If I was the general manager, the owner or the coach of that team, I would turn around and say, Stay home. We don't want you here. Stay That's home. We find, stay home till we find somebody to trade you to. That's stay, what they should have
1: done. They should have did. But then they're sitting there like, oh, we not doing nothing. We got them for two, three years. We ain't doing nothing. You better send the boat.
3: Free, free, because they free. wanted to, they wanted no. to try, they wanted to try to salvage the relationship. Okay, we traded Russell Westbrook, Harden. We want to build around you. They told it, we want to build around you. We want you to be the guy. What do you want? What can we do for you to make you happy? Because I'll be very honest with you, if they could have traded Harden and kept Russ, considering what Harden has been doing, they wouldn't have traded Russell Westbrook. Russell
1: Westbrook didn't want to
0: be there. I agree. Is it no Russell Westbrook? It wasn't that he did not want to be there, he wanted a big, he wanted a different role. James Harden is ball, is ball, ball dominant, Westbrook. so is Russell. I've Westbrook. I've heard
1: three stories about that Russell Westbrook thing. I've heard it was something to do with the, the management, he didn't want uh-huh. to deal with the management. Then it was something with um Silas, he didn't like the um, he didn't like the way that the um, format of that of how they were going to play was going to fit his game. And then two, it was he didn't want to. He didn't want to play with James Harden. So there was. So, I've heard more than more than one account on why he wanted out. And James but, Harden kind of saying the same thing. He didn't want to be there because of the management.
0: Well, bef- the management thing, I know James Harden for sure, and Russell Westbrook for sure. But in terms of the coaching and the playing style, Russell Westbrook is the one who got Stephen Silas um um hired. I heard Steven Silas that's said, what I heard. said this on the.
3: I've heard
1: that's what I'm telling you. That's what I've heard.
0: Yes, but um yeah, I
3: don't think it has anything to do with the I think it had to do with Russ didn't want to play again with another A one player like Harden, who is essentially they, they both want the ball. Russ wanted mm-hmm. to be the guy. Um, and 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 again, I think if Houston could go back in time right now and re-pick between trading Harden or Russ, they'd have traded Harden to kept Russ, right?
2: I'm now. Let me be honest with you guys so when we say things like oh, he wants to be the guy there, right? If these yes. guys want to be the guy at, at these teams then they go to the team with the worst record. They don't go to the team that already has something in play. So I don't feel like when people say, oh, he wants to be the guy, you know what I'm saying, like he's willing to sacrifice those one or two years in rebuilding, you know what I'm saying, being the guy for a team that absolutely positively sucks. You get what I'm saying? Like we always say this is one thing I didn't want to say about Kyrie either. People felt that he wanted to go to Boston to be the guy. You get what I'm saying? I don't I don't I don't believe so. I think these teams, they want to go to teams who they feel like they have a great chance of winning a championship or or at least being a contender. You get what I'm saying? Like the way that Russ and Harden played together, you get what I'm saying? Under the D'Antoni style of of coaching wasn't going to take them anywhere but where they were. And that's period. I don't feel like it was an issue on them playing with each other and this, that, and the third because they played with each other in the past. You get what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I do not feel that Harden will be a good fit for the Brooklyn Nets. I don't see it. Now, I do agree with Matt, however, that when you have a player, the caliber of Harden, you have to do your due diligence. But if there was anything about Russ wanting to be the man – or Harden wanting to be the man, go to those teams that nobody talk about, and, and 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 show that you know I'm really here to be the man. Period.
0: I think if Russ really was content on trying to be the man, he wouldn't he wouldn't have left Oklahoma City in the first place. No, you wouldn't have well, left well, Oklahoma City well, in the first place.
1: Because
0: he, he asked bad. for a trade. He My asked for a trade. Oh, well, yeah. So. So Matt, What's up, open, open up the smoke section. Tell tell these people what this new segment is about.
1: Oh, oh, smoke. who to thank for it. Huh?
0: Yes, it's and who to thank for it.
1: I <laughs> would like to thank my older sister, Queen Tavia, aka, the M&F of smoke, the leader of the smoke when it comes to this show. But yeah, the smoke section is basically. Two ups, two downs of the week. Two ups are basically positives. Two downs is you are getting all the smoke, the cloud, the rain, the thunder, all of it. You're catching it. So should I start? Please start. Now, I'm going to go. At, I'm, I'm going to put myself on mute. I know. The positive. I don't need you to be on mute because I'm going to need your assistance on one of the downs. One of the downs, I'm going to need your assistance. The ups. The ups. First up, we are going to give all credit to the Los Angeles Lakers. Granted, they lost the they lost their ring ceremony game, but they bounced back and they put a hurting on anybody that ever doubted that how good they really were and how good that they really did in free agency with the Dennis Schroeder, because I've been saying his name wrong this whole, this whole podcast, It's Schroeder. Oh, my third. one. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But Dennis Schroeder is, is playing to his caliber. I know we heard a little scuttlebutt about him wanting to be a little bit more ball dominant, but LeBron being who he is, he got to have the ball in his hands. They played with chemistry, and I love it. Anthony Davis didn't have to do too much because Montrez Harold was doing it all. Doing it all, killing them on the boards, playing defense, getting back, playing like a six-man is supposed to play, but he's not a six-man because he's starting. I love it. Um, Another uh, I, I didn't want to add them, but Pete brought it up earl- earlier with the Serge Ibaka thing. Serge Ibaka is fitting in very well th- with the Clippers. He's getting, he's, he didn't do so well as far as the boys. I think he had two boys, but he made up for it with 15 re 15 points. He was hitting shots. He was knocking down open shots. He was playing defense. He was giving Bo Bo trouble. Trouble. And when I'm saying just to Serge Ibaka, I know we gave smoke to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard earlier in the year because of what they did. But Paul George has been playing, which is kind of a, what's been expected because it's, the regular season, we gotta see what he's gonna do. If he's gonna return the form, I'm doing the air quotes, if he's really gonna be playoff P or if he's gonna be look, boy was bowling. We can't even Dre. Am I lying? Cause you, you benefiting off of Paul George right now on the fantasy league.
0: Not about me,
1: but I'm just saying he's been you benefiting off of him, right? You benefiting? I team. am. All right, I
0: am. But this is not about me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Paul George is playing with the positive. He's playing. He's balling out of control. Kawhi's not doing as much as you would think he would be doing, but he's doing just enough. So those are my two my two positives. Los Angeles Lakers is, is playing like they are supposed to, and LeBron James don't even have to do much because he's really not having to do much. He hasn't been doing much. It's been Anthony Davis. It's been Schroeder. It's been Montrezl Harrell. Kuzman's been doing all right, you know. All right. Caldwell Pope is doing big things for your boy. I'm hype. Mark Vasol, he's uh, right. but you know, you he has that veteran leadership on defense, and I'm loving what I'm seeing for the Los Angeles Lakers, and they're gonna they're in great route to repeat. The Clippers is doing all right, but we'll we'll let that story progress when we get to the playoffs. But my negatives, you brought it up earlier, Jamal Murray. I'm disappointed. Uh, you were my, you were my favorite this year as far as most improved and, 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 and bringing Denver to bring a Denver more or less to the forefront as contenders to the Los Angeles Lakers. And you're not playing to the potential that we know that you're capable of being, of playing. Yes. The Joker was, was like, I think a rebound short of a triple double It's what we expected. Porter was, was balling. He was doing what he was supposed to. I think he started off the game with foot, with 15 points in the first half, but he didn't really do much in the second half. But it, you expect more out of this Denver Nuggets team. Granted, they ran into the Clippers, and, and, and Paul George is balling out of control, but uh, I, I expected Jamal Murray to ball out of control. 23 points is okay, but it's not enough. We need for you to do what we saw in the bubble, and that's ball unapologetically, we need you to bowl because we have high hopes for that Denver Nuggets team. Another negative. Giannis missing free throws. Boy, you are too paid, too overhyped, and too revered for some odd reason to be quoted as the next coming, the second coming to LeBron, Number two best player in the world, which is
2: and they, they compared him to Shaq
1: too. Oh, I'm not even gonna oh no, we're not even gonna do that. I'm not even gonna do that to so compare that man to Shaq. I get it, he's built like a center, he's he's grabbing rebounds, he's playing defense, he's protecting the ball, and granted he gets 35 points, but it's all in transition. We need to see you get better. On the, offensive, on, on the offensive. I need for you to pick up your set. I need for you to be able to make moves on your own and not have to rely on a Drew Holiday who balled, by the way, who dropped 25 the other night. Who ball? I'm going to need more if I'm going to sit here and even entertain this second coming to LeBron or second best player in the world right now when Anthony Davis is still in this league and Kevin Durant is still in this league. You cannot Be missing game-tying free throws, my man. I don't accept it. Y'all came back the next night and y'all blew out that team. Cool, but you lost to Boston. Who was in opposition in the Eastern Conference? Those games matter. You can't be missing free throws. Game-tying, game-winning, clutch free throws. You cannot be missing these free throws. I don't care if you had 35 points. I don't care. It means nothing if you don't get the win with it. Those are my two negatives. Those are my two positives. Bring in the smoke. You know it.
0: Quick question for Tay. What did you say um, a couple episodes, uh, well, a lot of episodes ago about um, us all keeping the same energy about Giannis and him being compared to LeBron and, you know, they're comparing him to Bron and Cleveland and everything like that. Giannis deserves way more smoke than he's getting, and we're still—he's still not getting. It. He's What's still that? not getting it. He's still, he's still not right getting there, it, which is annoying, right? Because right. because if anybody of that caliber is missing those free throws, he needs that smoke. If KD, Harden, um, Re- Re- Westbrook is. Good for missing free throws too, LeBron. Yeah. All of uh, Curry. Anybody missing them same free throws?
1: I gave LeBron the smoke last. That's it. In uh, the playoffs, right?
0: No, you. No, you did. You did. Smoke. You did. No, you did. I, I listen. I gave the Lakers the smoke on on opening night. I'm like, y'all look terrible. But, and I'm not going to give them no excuse for 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 nothing. Y'all look terrible. But um,
1: I blame that. Real quick. Get,
0: go ahead. Uh, what happened? I blame that loss on Anthony Davis, but go ahead. I'll take that. I'll, I'll give you that one. So, real quick, um, before we wrap it up, we have a new intercontinental champion, guys. <laughs> we have a new intercontinental champion. It was
3: a beautiful thing. Even though, even though, even though I was loving Sammy Castro, know, right? we, still, we can still have Sam. He doesn't everything. need the like, a, he doesn't
0: I'm need the championship. He doesn't need the championship
3: at all. I
2: think he but, needed. Um, him. I think he needed it more than he did, but that's for another time.
0: I, you know what? That that that's an arg. That's a that's a good argument to have. That is a good argument to have. Um,
1: I, hold on real quick, yeah, real quick, real quick, Tay real quick. Hey, Pete. I said something to Dre yesterday as we was watching the show. Right? I said something to, something more than lines when Sammy reminds me of like Owen Hart when he was like the Nugget character. You what I'm talking? You know what I'm talking about? It's like he's annoying, but it's just comical and so entertaining, and the work just fits it. What do y'all think?
2: I can see it, even though the Nugget stuff with Owen Hart kind of hit a little differently because of the prestige of the Hart family and him being the youngest and the brat and everything like that. So I think that kind of hit a little different, but I could definitely see where you're going with that, and it makes a lot of sense.
3: Yeah, I mean, as a as a wrestler, I mean, first of all, to compare any Canadian wrestler to Owen Hart, they're gonna love you for life. Um <laughs> But um yeah, I mean I I can see it a little bit, but I think also Sammy, and it's really great, honestly. I wanna I wanna say this about Sammy, to see this dimension to his character. Cause anybody who watched Sammy on the independence for a long time, um, you know, you probably didn't ever see this version of 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 Sami Zayn's uh character and there was a lot of question I mean even me who was a big fan of him for many years on whether he could ever really survive I mean, without him. being a baby face yeah, yeah. That was and, with face if well, I, don't, I don't know who those are two I, different I people. don't know
0: who el, who that is
3: cut it out those <laughs> are just two different people el generico you know died going to Mexico to help little children at the orphanage that was nice. Matt acts like he doesn't know the story, right? I mean, like, come on, um, you know. But I, I it was there was a very long time where I didn't know if he could survive without being a babyface, and I think he's really reinvented himself really well. I, I did not buy in very early into his heel run. I did not really buy in at all, and now, uh, especially coming back after the pandemic. Uh, capturing the Continental Championship and what he's been doing, I'm really loving it. Uh, what he's what he's been doing, uh, but I really like Big E getting to push. I do agree with Tay that I think Sammy needed it more than E did, but I can understand why you placed it on E.
2: Right.
3: I mean, I never, I never
2: dispute any 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 of those. Right. But I feel like there's so many places that E could have gone before the IC championship. And there's not so and the the clear path to the top, the path to the top to me is a little clearer for E than it is for Sammy. You yeah. get what I'm mean? saying? So I just feel like I wanted to see a little bit more of E without New Day
3: before this run. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen, I would have loved, and I think Tay brings up a great point, I would have personally loved to have seen Big E Challenge for the European Championship. I feel like Big E could have been a great European champion. Um, what? <laughs> you
1: about you about what? You talking
3: about the <laughs> <talking> <laughs> European 24-7, 11 That's right. Oh. <laughs> now, you, know, you know what it was? It, I came across a clip, uh, uh, I think about two days ago, of an old, of an old show where uh, – uh, Triple H and Sean had to fight for the European Championship, and I was just like, "Oh man, bring back the good old days of the European Championship and the Intercontinental Championship." Um, too many belts. Yeah, no, you know what I feel though, um, and this was brought up, um, and and because we're talking about Big E and Sammy, it reminded me of a couple weeks ago. You know who I miss? Who has faded into obscurity in in, in on SmackDown? Is Apollo Cruz? Apollo Crews has ones, yeah. yeah, he has once again He's faded at- into obscurity. Um and there's been a lot of you know reports out there, obviously about a bigger name uh who's on SmackDown that's faded into obscurity. Um, but Apollo is somebody that you know is another one who had a really good push going was really doing well for a long time with that push behind him. And then just hey, went, to SmackDown, went to SmackDown and that cord got cut for whatever reason. Um, you know, dirt sheets say what the dirt sheets say. We believe what we want to believe. Um, but it, it sucks because I think Apollo has a lot of charisma and a lot that he could give to SmackDown. And I'd love to see people like, I'd love to see Apollo and Sammy. I'd love to see Apollo and Big E. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to see Apollo get, uh, get, a, get another run. Smackdown is not the place for that though.
2: I feel like SmackDown is so lean. I feel like it's so hard to to stuff so many different things into a show that's already lean. You get what I'm saying? Like you have so many different powerful personalities at the top. You know what I'm saying? You have the Romans, you have KO, you have Biggie, you have Sami Zayn, you we almost had Seth Rollins. You know what I'm saying? Like, before, you know, him and Becky Lynch had their beautiful baby, or I can only assume. Um, you have Carmella, you have Sasha, you have Bianca, you have all these people. You get what I'm saying? So, I don't see where Apollo Cruz fits into those storylines. I don't feel as if, right now, I think because Snackdown is so lean and it's so entertaining, we keep it that way. I feel like you have more room for, the, for those type of pushes on Raw. Because even with the Mysterio family storyline kind of fading out completely, almost, you know, it still feels like SmackDown has so much to offer. We didn't even see them last night. Yeah. I don't think we've seen them for a couple weeks. I didn't watch last night's episode. Um, I was actually busy doing Christmas things with my family. But um, at the end of the day, um, I feel as if people... It's easy to get faded into obscurity when you have such a that deck on that roster, because I, I, I even wish that you have two really good w- women's feuds going on right now. You have Sasha and um and Carmella, and then you have Bailey and Bianca, which I them up yesterday. You saying? Know mean? And then you have Roman with his family, and you have KO into to that mix. You can't mess that up. And then now with B- Big E kind of and Big E and Sammy Zayn. That's kind of gonna fade out. There may be a chance for an Apollo cruise to have a war, off but I'm not sure what type of storylines you kind of put on on them at that point.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, but this was a great episode, guys. Great episode, great episode. Um, shout out to, of course, the Tays Network, of course, Two and a Half Bros, the Zone Talk, uh, us, of course, at the Euro Sports Show, Talk of Champions, Game Night. Uh, with Mike and Nelly and everything, anything else that we may have coming down the pipe, um, guys. This has been a great year for us. Um, um, close to, we, we real close to almost thirty thousand people in 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 thirty thousand people's ears this this year, bro. That's amazing. Um, um, but just quick, here. right? Uh, but again thank you to you guys again on from me thank you to you guys um tay and matt you guys been here from the beginning uh pete thank you for jumping in and just keeping oh, the ball rolling again um you definitely uh you definitely came in and filled a spot um uh, man and and you took it and made it your own um tay you know thank you for keeping me on on track of course you know, we got we got a lot of things. I, we both have a lot of things going on, but you know, look to you, my listen, my my guide right here, keep, keeping me rolling. Matt, my brother, of course. Um, you know, we've been through it all, through, through it all, even from before before the year started. So um, definitely, thank you guys. So we don't get to this many episodes without us as a balanced team. Please stay tuned, everybody, for your sports show in twenty twenty one. You got a lot coming for you guys. Um, and the end of the um, the pick five is coming up too, and the end of the fantasy football league is coming up too. So the winner of that will be have a guest oh, slot it's on basketball.
3: here. We're gonna have some fun.
0: Right. Fantasy basketball, we definitely gonna have some fun. Um, but yes, and I'm looking forward to either Tavia's Tea time or whatever, whatever Pete size of this is gonna be. But uh Definitely, um stay tuned to us. So, for BK Matt, with all the loud kids in the house running up and down the steps. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh! Step. Right, right. right. We're, we're sitting here recording. Boom, 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 boom. I
3: like how he said
2: it. Ain't even my
0: kids. <laughs> right.
2: right was, you know y'all love. Y'all men love to blame the kids. It was y'all. you next nextel phone sounded. You don't remember back in the days when you had a nextel phone. And you knew it was going to ring because you heard all that vibrating static. The kids ain't got nothing to do with that. Blame y'all cable providers, okay? Thank you.
0: Yeah, Matt, your cable provider, man. (laughs) Man.
1: I'm just laying on on the bill. I'm going to play it next week.
0: (laughs) Uh, For the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado. Um, For the queen, Queen Tay, it is your boy, Big Baby, signing off. Peace.